Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team all right back to the field base is loaded the pitch for yanni here it comes this is the countdown to opening day show presented by amron swings and hits it deep get up baby get up get up it's a grand slam oh a green slam home run for yadier molina he touches the ball now mike claiborne and chris raby and the countdown to opening day show presented by amron on the cardinals radio network chris raby and mike claiborne with you on the st louis cardinals radio network got a great show for you tonight coming off the cardinals care winter warm-up over the weekend the caravans and the baseball writers dinner clubs a month from today grapefruit league action starts in jupiter florida and what a great weekend it always is with everything going on at hyatt regency at the st louis arch uh, the caravans the baseball writers dinner the official i believe start of the baseball season i would agree with you um you know we had a lot of fans that participated uh, you were on the caravan as was i and the weather wasn't ideal but we saw a lot of people still come out and meet and greet and then we had a ton of people downtown uh this weekend and you're right i think that this is the opening day of the 2019 baseball season that i have already put on my calendar that will run into early november what were some of your biggest takeaways from uh winter warm-up obviously you had chris bryant's comments about st louis that sparked some uh buzz between the players we got our first look at Paul Goldschmidt and Andrew Miller as Cardinals. Got to see Dexter Fowler at his first winter warm-up, who said he's excited about getting going and, and looking forward. And uh, also heard John Mozeliak uh, pretty much say, I think one of the takeaways I had is that he expects Jose Martinez to be a part of this club. So a lot news-wise coming out of the couple of days. Yeah, it, there was, and I thought it was all positive. Um, we don't have a lot of concerns, you know, with regard to who's going to do this and who's going to do that. I, I think we, we filled in a lot of blanks last year, late in the season. And with Mike Schilt and what he's been doing with his coaches, I just think everybody just wants to get to it. Uh, there are a number of players that are already here in Jupiter that are working out at the complex. I saw Yachty yesterday in the gym. And, I mean, guys are just ready. And I think that the Goldschmidt acquisition – and the Miller acquisition sent a message to the players that the Cardinals feel like they're going to go all in this year uh, because they've got a lot of expiring contracts uh, after this year, but they feel like they can make a run at it. And I think a lot of guys are excited and rejuvenated. 
You know, we also had some buzz about our conversation with Jack Flaherty last week when he said he'd take the oh, pictures man. over the position yeah, You started players. something. Hey, man, it was great. <laughs> Flaherty and Fowler picked teams. Then you had players campaigning for a spot on either club. I think that one of the great things about this weekend and about this team is just when you get to see some of the guys' personality claves, and we certainly, and, and fans certainly got to see a lot of that over the last three days. Well, I'm going to take it one step further. Uh, Jack Flaherty was on my caravan, and we were in Rolla, Missouri at the high school, and we walked through the gym, and there happened to be a couple of basketballs laying around. So I learned two things. A, I'm not very good anymore, and B, Jack Flaherty can do anything he wants. <laughs> he is an exceptional athlete. Uh, he, he's a really good athlete. So I'm, I'm picking the pitchers. And I saw John Gant on Sunday. And uh, I'm picking the pitchers. We're going to hear from so many of the guys from the last couple of days at Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Uh, before we get to that, though, Klebs, do you want to talk for a moment about the Hall of Fame? Because we get the news yesterday that there will be four new inductees. That'll make it a grand total of six that'll be inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown this summer. Joining Lee Smith and Harold Baines, Mariano Rivera, the first unanimous inductee, Edgar Martinez, Mike Mussina, and the late Roy Halladay. I, I can't argue with any of them. I mean, I don't think there's even a, a raised eyebrow. Uh, Rivera, you know, we, he was in the American League, but, you know, his, his name speaks for itself. Uh, Mussina is an interesting guy because... He was on some bad teams and really never got the postseason opportunities that he probably deserved. But, you know, I go back to the theory that you should talk to players who face these guys. And I never heard anybody say, I can't wait for Mike Mussina to pitch tomorrow. Uh, Edgar Martinez, along with uh, Harold Baines, set a trend that I'm glad to see where, you know, if you, if you put a uniform on and you play a position uh, or you have a role on the team, then you're Hall of Fame worthy. Much like Harold Baines, a DH, Edgar Martinez was uh, as good as they come. And I know people say, well, he was only a DH. Well, you know what? Mariano Rivera was only a closer. You know, so, I mean, it, it, he was the best at his position. Roy Halladay, when we saw him in the National League when he was in Philadelphia, he was dominant. And I saw him pitch in my opinion, the greatest playoff game I was ever part of against the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, with the Philadelphia Phillies against Chris Carpenter. He gave up a, a run in the first inning, and they were both lights out. But, you know, any night he went to the mound, he could be lights out. So when you look at these guys, I mean, they, they are all deserving, could be happier for them. Uh, and I think that the next challenge, Chris, is after Jeter, who's next as far as the Hall of Fame for next year? And will they look at some other guys who probably been on the cusp the last few years and say, well, maybe this is the year uh, a Schilling gets in or maybe a Larry Walker or someone along that line? Or do they just slam the door and say, no, we're going to go back to the old school days. And if you're Hall of Fame worthy, then you're in. If we have to debate it, then you're probably not. You know, I think that Rivera so incredible because not only did he do one thing probably better than anyone ever, and that's closed games, but he did it with one signature pitch. It would be really fun. Yeah. And this is something, maybe we do a survey throughout spring training on this and get the opinions of so many great baseball folks. I would love to pick an arsenal, four pitches, five pitches, 
the five best of all time. You could take Nolan Ryan's fastball. You could take Koufax's curveball. You could take Rivera's cutter. You could come up with just a nasty arsenal. I'd love to hear what pitchers and, and broadcasters who have seen so many of these guys would say. I think that's a great idea, and we will implement it. Um, I'll tell you who, you know what? I'm going to see Whitey tomorrow. Awesome. Um, and either tomorrow or Friday. And I'm going to ask him, because, you know, Whitey's got a memory like an elephant, man. He doesn't forget yeah. anything. And, and I think I'll start with him. I like that. And uh, see if we can get something on, on tape and get his thoughts on that. Um, but I think I would start with some of the old timers and work our way up to today's modern player. Oh, yeah. I think that's a great survey, and I think we should probably do it for every show leading into uh, the season. Pitch. Maybe yeah. maybe, uh, maybe Bruce Suter's splitter. Holy cow. I think there are some just awesome, awesome pitches uh, that we could get in and to hear guys talk about it would be cool because hearing guys talk about facing Mariano Rivera or Lee Smith, like that's been, I think, going back to your original point, you have to talk to the guys who face them, you know? And, and Mark, yeah. Mark Teixeira who, you know, had MVP seasons, was like one for nine against Rivera before he joined him as a teammate, said the only time he made contact and, and put the ball in play was a broken bat nubber against a shift that found its way into left field. <laughs> All right, that's Mike Claiborne. He's in Florida. We're a month away from games in Jupiter. Don't forget, you can join us down in Jupiter. Make your plans to head south this winter for sunny skies, warm beaches, and Cardinals baseball. Packages are available to fit everyone's schedule and budget. Make your reservations at cardinals.com slash vacations or call 1-800-892-7687. We've got a really fun edition of Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren. Coming up is we're going to hear from just about everyone who is at the Hyatt Regency St. Louis at the Arch over the weekend. Ben Boyd is our executive producer, Mike Anderson, and Zach Schmidt helping us out in the studio tonight. And Carol from the Cardinals Radio Network getting us going and helping us out each and every week as well. And we're back after this, just getting started on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Now, back to the Countdown to Opening Day show with Mike Claiborne and Chris Raby on KMOX. Just underway on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren. Chris Raby with you on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Don't forget to get your Cardinals tickets. Steam tickets are on sale right now. They include returning favorites like Star Wars Night, Margaritaville Night, Grateful Dead Night, and many more. For details and a full list of dates, visit cardinals.com slash theme. We'll talk a little bit more about theme tickets later with Megan Eberhardt. Right now, though, we head to Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up and the main stage where I introduced one of the newest Cardinals. Earlier this winter, Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mozeliak, and his staff acquire a 13-year Major League Baseball veteran, a six-time All-Star, and simply put, one of the most dominant relievers in baseball over the last half decade. And now Mo will officially introduce Andrew to you and to the St. Louis Cardinals. Well, if you guys recall, when we uh, actually agreed to terms, it was about five days before Christmas. And so uh, trying to orchestrate a, a press conference was just a little awkward. And so we thought um, the best thing to do would just introduce Andrew to this crowd at, at winter warm-up. And it shows uh, really the, the, the spirit of the city and how much our fans really care about the St. Louis Cardinals, which I think as someone that's played in, in the big leagues for as long as you have, you know that but it's really a special group. And so uh, I welcome you to St. Louis. I wish you nothing but success, and hopefully uh, 2019 is a great year for all of us. We'll spend just a moment asking Andrew 
and John a couple of questions, and then John's going to do a longer Q&A. But, but Andrew, first of all, welcome. What was it about this organization that for you as, as a ball player, but uh, also as a person made it so appealing? Yeah, I think uh, certainly the reputation of this organization is uh, you know, well known. And the history, I think it's always fun to play for a, a team that has the history and the fan base like this. I know that you know, there's generations here that have you know, loved this team and they pass it on to the next generation. And there's no better place to be than somewhere like that. And uh, I haven't heard anybody say a bad word about this. So I'm looking forward to it. The city is exciting. The team is exciting. I think we have a chance to win. And that's what's the most important thing. And I want to be a part of that. And John, also about Andrew as a player, but as a person, when you get an opportunity to bring in uh, a piece like this, what was so appealing about the chance to add Andrew to your club and to your bullpen? Yeah, a couple things come to mind. Uh, obviously, when you're, when you're looking to improve your team, a lot of those decisions are based on performance, and many of you are aware of, of what Andrew has done on the field. And last year, probably didn't have the year that he wanted because of injury. And, and sometimes when you're in that free agent market, you're, you're looking for someone that had a great year, but there's also times when you're looking for someone that you think there's some, some more upside. And you know we believe Andrew's capable of, of being the type of pitcher that he was in 2017 and even earlier. And so for us, when you look at our division and look how competitive left-handed hitters are, Andrew was someone that, that I remember meeting with his agent very early on in the process, Mark Rogers, that we decided if we could find a way to do this, we wanted to. And uh, we really think uh, Andrew's the perfect piece to our bullpen. And the other thing that comes to mind, too, is, is if you get to spend any time around Andrew, you realize he's a very bright person. He's going to help our younger bullpen. He's going to help teach them and mentor. And those are great skills that when you're looking for just a performance standpoint, but also what you bring to the table to help others grow. And that's uh, what we hope to see. Andrew, you were obviously a part of that great Cleveland team and that run to the World Series against the Chicago Cubs, been a part of great organizations in New York and Boston. What have some of those runs and some of those organizations taught you and also fueled your fire to uh, try to get to and then win the World Series? Yeah, I think he stole my words, fuel my fire. I think uh, as close as we got that year in 2016 against the uh, dreaded Cubs, um, fuel, fuels me to, to get there and find a way to be that team that does the dogpile at the end of the year and has the parade. So. That's where I want to go, and I think that's, uh, you know, was probably the most appealing thing about this team is I saw they went out and got Goldschmidt. I know what they have on paper. I know what they're capable of, and I want to be a part of that. And finally, Andrew, I know that you've been used in so many different roles and have said that you don't care about your role. You just want to come and play and, and win. Why do you think you've been so successful in a variety of, of different roles, of different opportunities, even on some of the biggest stages? Yeah, I've been very fortunate. I've been put in some great situations. I've had, you know, a chance to play for some great teams and great managers, and it certainly looks like this is going to continue that run. And, you know, ultimately I feel like the, the teams that do well, the units that do well, are ones that just buy into the same goal of winning, and that's all that's important. Cardinals fan, six-time All-Star and St. Louis Cardinal, Andrew Miller. Next, we'll be joined by Alex Reyes on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Ameren. Chris Raby with you back in a moment on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. 
is the Countdown to Opening Day show, presented by Amron, on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Welcome back to Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Amron. I'm Chris Raby on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. The Cardinals Kids Club, presented by Rawlings, is the fan club for kids 13 and under. Membership includes exclusive Cardinals items, two tickets to a 2019 Cardinals home game, an invite to a members-only party at Bush Stadium, and much more. Visit cardinals.com slash kidsclub to join. We head back to winter warm-up right now where we sit down with Alex Reyes. How's the off-season been, man? First and foremost, how's your little one? You said she's turning three this summer. I can't believe that. Yeah, I mean, you know, time's been flying. I mean, she was born the year I got called up. It was 2016, so turns three here in July. And, I mean, my off-season been going great. Been able to spend a lot of time with her, her mother. And uh, getting healthy is, is the most important thing, and I've been able to do some of that. How frustrating was last year not even just the injury but having to shut it down and, and then start rehab again after the shoulder procedure Alex um it's tough I mean mentally it's pretty much draining you know you you go 14 16 months of working in the gym every day day in day out giving it 100 percent on working with the best trainers and uh you know there's one pitch that or you know whatever it is throwing that, that comes back to bite you um there's nothing I really could, could do about it but put my head up and, you know, keep working towards the, the main goal, and that's to get back out there on the field and hopefully give the fans something to be proud about. Well, what positives do you take, though, from not just the rehab work, but then th- that, that rehab stint that you had through the minors last year was, like, silly. I mean, what positives do you take from the success you had despite the fact that you still – had to deal with another injury. Um, to be honest, I, I found a new pitch. I mean, I found a new pitch. Um, I was able to work on my slider throughout those games. And I think nine being, guys in a row in that game in Memphis found it too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, I was just trying to go out there and uh, throw strikes down in the zone, and, and I was able to work. You know, my body was feeling a lot better. I lost some weight. Um, I was able to move more consistently. I thought um, with my delivery. And uh, again, yeah, I just I found the slider and I, I got comfortable with it. Um, I'm excited for this year, you know, to hopefully be able to stay healthy the whole season and, and be able to show the world. So tell us where you're at right now. You threw, uh, what, a couple of days ago uh, off the mound in Jupiter at the complex. Where are you? Where, where are you physically? And what's going to be next over the next three weeks before everybody kind of trickles into uh, to Jupiter into the complex. Um, I threw I threw a few days ago on Tuesday and I threw yesterday again on the mound. So right now we are, that's that's where we are. It's kind of going from long toss to the mound. Uh, next week I, I start increasing the pitches in my bullpen. That should be around 15, 20, 25 pitches. Not sure yet, but that that's where we are. And, um, I'm extremely excited, and these next three weeks should be pretty much you know building off the mound and and hopefully be ready for spring training as as a regular guy. So this is this is ahead of where you were last year in terms of how much you were throwing, in terms of any restrictions. This is this is further along than you were, right? Um, I would I wouldn't say further along because last year before spring training I was throwing bullpens. Okay, I was just held back a little bit. Yeah, with uh, facing hitters. This year I feel if everything continues to go as as it has been and continues to go well. I should be, you know, facing hitters as soon as spring training or, or as regular guys, you know, as these guys, they come into spring training, throw their bullpen or throw two bullpens and, and then work into facing hitters. Um, I'm hoping to be a, a, a regular pitcher, a, a part of this spring training. What 
do you learn about the mental side of, of being patient, Alex, through the last couple of years? Um, everything. I mean, patience, patience means everything for me. Um, I can't I can't rush to get back. I mean, my, my arm will bark at me. It'll let me know when I'm healthy, and it'll let me know if I'm not. So patience has it's been huge. I mean, I, I was patient last year. You know, I ended up waiting 16 months to get back out there. But, uh, you know, God God sent, sent another message and told me it wasn't my time yet. So I'm, I'm excited for this year and hoping it is. I mean, I'm, I'm only asking this because you'll get asked a million times this weekend. Do you have in your mind when spring starts, I know you're going to have your own plan, but starter, reliever, bullpen, what, whatever they need, or just volume of innings. I know in spring it doesn't really matter because you don't really break it down that way in games and stuff, but do you think about that stuff? Um, not necessarily think about that. My, my thought right now is to get healthy. Um, that All that stuff's kind of behind me. Um, I, I would love to be a starter. That's that's at the end of the day. That's what I want to do with my career, and I want to pitch as a starter. But again, I mean, wherever I fit in this 25-man roster, wherever it is, I can help. I just want to be a part of the big league club and be able to have a chance to to break with the club in spring training. And that's the only goal that I have in my mind is being healthy. And that decision is for the team to make. My final question: We had a uh, Flaherty on with us last week, and he was chirping a little bit because I asked him. You know, he was talking about the off-season work and not just the throwing, but the stuff you pitchers do because you're athletes. You're not just pitchers. So I said, if we squat it up, if we're playing hoops, if we're playing flag football, pitchers, position players, who has the edge? I would say on our on our team, yeah. I would say the pitchers. He said no doubt pitchers. Yeah, he said I, any I, sport. I believe that. I believe that. Um, there aren't many position players that are part of that ceiling club. That's all I can that's all I can say right there. And then I asked him, if you're picking the teams, or if you're dividing everybody up, who's your first pick of the pitchers? Who's your last pick? Um, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> well, he did. You want to know what he said? Yes. He said Hudson runs in really funny from the bullpen, and uh, he wouldn't pick Dakota Hudson. He said John Gant would probably be his first pick. He said is, sneaky is, athlete. He is a tremendous athlete. It's it's crazy how sneaky he is. So you want to go on the record? That's your answer? Um, no, I would <laughs> I would go with honestly, my my pick would be probably Miles. The guy's a, just he's just a tank. He, he's probably the best athlete in our rotation. I, I think probably the best fisherman too. Yep. Hey man, it's great to see you. No problem, man. Thank you guys for having me. We'll hear from the manager, Mike Schilt, and Mike Shannon with Mike Kelly next on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Ameren on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Now, back to the Countdown to Opening Day show with Mike Claiborne and Chris Raby on KMOX. Welcome back. Having fun taking you to Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up from the weekend here on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren. We head back right now and hear from Mike Kelly with Mike Shannon and Cardinals manager Mike Schilt. I'm going to take you back about 30 years ago because the guy sitting to my right when I started at KMOX at the tender age of 26, I had an opportunity to do some shows with this guy. And, and let me tell you something. He was someone who I admired as a player who who I always respected, and then when I got a chance to meet him, and I got a chance to see how he treated me personally, my admiration for him just grew and grew and grew, and it uh, it is very high. Let me tell you this as we bring in the longtime voice of the Cardinals, Mike Shannon. It is great to see you, my friend. 
It's uh, great to be seen. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. It, it, great to be vertical, right? <laughs> yes, for sure. You know. what, 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 you've been doing this for a long time, right? right? You've been part of this organization for 50, almost 60 years. Um, does it ever get old seeing all these fans? No, because they're always new, you know. And, yeah. and you know, Mike, when you do a sporting event, you go to you go to the, whether it's a basketball court, or the baseball field, the football field. It doesn't matter because uh, you have new players, new coaches, and uh, and new fans, and things they keep on going. I mean, you know, it's like uh, Bill DeWitt, the DeWitts. They don't own the St. Louis Cardinals. The St. Louis Cardinals are owned by the fans. Period. You know, okay. And anytime you mess with them, you're going to find out who owns them. I'll tell you that. Now, you may be the custodian, okay? It's just like my job. Uh, I'm not important. The job is extremely important, okay? And hopefully some way I'll enhance it before mm -hmm. it's all said and done. But uh, I, I see this, the same with the ownership. Man. Uh, and I think the DeWitts uh, believe that also. I, I look at the events of yesterday, and somebody named Bryant made a statement about the city of St. Louis, and it didn't take long for Yadier Molina and John Brevia to jump in full force and really support and back this city. You've heard about it. Just, uh, you know, it's neat for Cardinal fans to see the rivalry continue to grow through that way. Well, I'm, I'm from that old school where uh, I, I like to see actions instead of words, you know, yeah. plain and simple. And, uh, and then it's been working for a long time <laughs> in both, on both uh, sides, you know. So, uh, yeah, you know. Rivalries are made more by the fans than they are by the players. Sure. I mean, look at the Cardinals and the Cubs, you know. It's because of the similarity of the two cities and that uh, the similarity geographically more than anything. But uh, that's where the rivalry comes from, the fans. I mean, the players, they just go out and play, you know. Right. It doesn't matter. Now, uh, you know, if there's a fight here or there or something like that comes up, uh, then I think that that ignites or uh, promotes uh, uh, rivalries. But I don't I, – I, Normally, I think it's because of the fans, period. The acquisition of Goldschmidt and, and, and also uh, bringing in Miller. Just a thought on, on, on those two pieces to this puzzle that already existed. Well, Goldschmidt is a proven fact, okay, and uh, he's going to enhance the offense tremendously. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He'll make everybody so much better, and especially the left fielder. If that left fielder is healthy, mm -hmm. be careful because he's dangerous. I mean, he's really a dangerous guy. So, uh, uh, the pitching, I, I I think the pitching is still wide open as far as I'm concerned. And uh, if if I was going to look at the Cardinals and uh, I was going to look at where I want to improve, I don't want to improve the I'd want to improve the pitching. And you never have too much pitching. I don't care what you say or how. You go to spring training, you got 29 uh, guys that can start, and then the next thing you know, you're leaving and you're looking for another starter. Period. And the bullpen, you know, the way the game's played today, Mike, the bullpens are extremely important. I mean, they are so important. I mean, because guys only go uh, five, six innings, you know. And so you need a you need a reliever for the seventh, the eighth, and then you need a closer. And uh, those guys have uh, certain slots that they work into. And uh, you know, and I think Whitey Herzog was the first when I asked him about. I said, "How do you make up a team?" He said, "Well, I start with my closer and I go backwards." And uh, you know where. I can say 40 or 50 years ago, you used to start with your starters, okay? And then you'd build around that. But now, you start with that closer, period. Got a guy over your shoulder, I think, is going to join us in the conversation here. Evaluate the job that Mike Schultz did in this first season. Well, I think he was phenomenal. He really was. Uh, and, I, and I think that he took uh, he took over for uh, 
uh, where, where Tony Larusa left off. I think he's a I mean, he's a disciple of uh, of a guy that we had in the minor leagues for a hundred years it seems, uh, and uh, he passed about ten years ago, and uh, he's he's a disciple of him. But I think he's also a guy that's wide open as far as uh, looking for uh, answers and and for methods. Okay, and. Uh, you know, there's so much information that you have today, Mike, in our game, I mean, in almost all these games now, but especially in baseball. We have so much information. How much information can one manager take or one player take, for right. instance, okay? It's tough enough if a, if a player just takes two or three things into effect, all right? Let alone, you know, and the manager's there, and he's got uh, ten people telling him about this, and he's got people upstairs with uh, all of the nuances we have in the game today. You know, they're not so new, though. You know, people talk about, okay, uh, shifts and things. Well, we had we had that 40, 50, 60 years ago, 70 years ago. I mean, we'd go over that in the meetings before the game, before uh, before the series when we had, you know, say, okay. And I can remember Gibson and, and, and Johnny Keene saying, ah, oh, he can't pull him. And the first thing, he hit a double down the left field. <laughs> and uh, I can remember Kurt Simmons, you know, the, the old pro, you know. He'd yeah. say, play the big guys deep and the little guys shallow. And he, it was a simple thing, but it, basically it was right. You know, the guys with power, you better play a step further back because they're headed over your head. With that, let's bring into the conversation the manager of the Cardinals, Mike Schilt. Good morning, my friend. How are you? How are we doing? Well, we're doing great. It's uh, great to see you. Let's kind of get our chairs around so uh, some folks want to get a picture of you for sure, particularly the two of you. I'll kind of stay out of the way. Um, it's kind of great to be around a guy with the wealth of knowledge of this guy, isn't it? This guy's amazing. I love this guy. I have as much time as I can get with him, the better. He's uh, he always always lead better when I have conversation with him. He loves the game and has great insight to the game. Yeah, for sure. And, 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 and he's seen the game change just a little bit through the years, hasn't he? Just a hair. <laughs> um, hey, Mike, just just your thoughts on this weekend, being here and in, 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 in a little different role than in previous seasons. So obviously, as you come here as the manager, just. Uh, what, what, what's it been like so far? It's been great, you know. I mean, it's been a good offseason for a lot of reasons, but to just appreciate the fact, you know, it kind of feels like spring training should start tomorrow. You know, everybody's excited. Good to see the, the fan base out here and everybody's enthusiasm and catch up with the guys and everybody's looking good. So um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm loving it. Pull that mic just a little bit closer for us, too. Okay. Hey, Mike, uh, what are you looking at spring training? I'm looking at as far as spring training is concerned is an unbelievably busy time for yes. you and the coaches. I mean, you have a lot of things that you have to settle down there. We do. We, uh, you know, Shane, we just came back from Florida last week. We spent three days and got down there, and, um, you know, we're going to take advantage of this opportunity in spring training and uh, want to make sure that we're doing it the right way, make sure we leave there um, with no stone unturned, and make sure we leave there, you know, fundamentally sound. Yeah, fundamentally sound is the most important thing, right? That's right. <laughs> Physically, you <or> mentally. <laughs> <laughs> Combination of all three. Yeah, well, that's that's, a, that's for sure. Yeah. But uh, you know, there's, there's so many things in spring training that I look. You know, I, I'd say 30 or 40 years ago, spring training was not as important as it is today. Spring training back then, you know, the guys just got in shape to play. Right. Now, right. and it's it's for, for instance, being a manager in the big league, you have so much information. I mean way way too much information okay <laughs> way too much for one person to consume okay and then to pass on to the players you know how much can a player uh, consume himself okay you, you know Shannon you hit the uh, nail on the head as always uh, there is a ton more information there's a ton more technology 
more in the game now than ever. And it's important to knowledge, it is, too. You know, it's listen, extremely important. It's, it's great, you know. I mean, we, we embrace it, you know. We're trying to figure out what that sweet spot looks like. But at the end of the day, it gets to be about guys with the ball in their hand and a bat in their hand and, and a glove on their hand and, you know, catching it and throwing it and, you know, hitting it. And, um, you know, so we need to, we, me and the staff, take all the information, which we've done this offseason, and pare it down to where it's applicable to baseball. How long does it take you to pare that information down? Because there, there, there's so many different resources from so many different different angles, if you will. Well, we spent a lot of the offseason doing just that. So, I mean, I say a lot, I mean a lot. You know, we're still in the process of doing it. So we look at it more of a shotgun approach. We take all of it, and then we just start to get down to more of a laser to it and, and you know, synthesize it to where um, collectively as a team we can use it, and then individually we can make sure we're understanding how to use it for, you know, each player. Mike, as a manager, with all of the information you have, how do you simplify it? Yeah, you just get down and you realize, you know, okay, what? First of all, let's throw out all the stuff that's not applicable. You know, like you look at it and you go, is this is this applicable? Is this going to actually give help? Give me an example. Um, well, I don't want to, I don't want to hack anybody off here. They give us all this information, like, well, that's not applicable. You know, we tell them, but you know, but, but Mike, like, you know, like. Um, it, it's great to see, um, you know, a lot of the numbers and a lot of the things, but, um, you know, like a, like a evaluation metric of how players evaluated from a front office is, isn't the same as helping him understand, um, you know, how to execute his pitches. So we can figure out other ways to figure out what that looks like so he can get that number that they want. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. When, when, when you talk to a guy like Miller, and, yeah. and, and, and Goldschmidt's the same way, Miller has tasted it at the very highest level, right, in terms of success. Goldschmidt is very right, desperate and hungry to realize that. And, and you put those two components into the clubhouse of those that are already here. What does that bring to the table, if you will, from a, from an overall standpoint with this roster? Well, it just supports what we're doing together and where, where we're looking to go, you know, and, and, that, and we're looking to go back to the promised land and winning the World Series. And uh, both those guys were very specific. You know, obviously we traded for Goldschmidt, but the first conversation with him is, you know, I'm coming here to win. I want to win, and I want to win, win it all. And, um, you know, we were, so to speak, courting Andrew Miller, and there was conversation with Andrew, and, before he signed because he had other opportunities. And, um, you know, it was going back and forth the conversation. He said, listen, I've accomplished a lot of what I want to accomplish from an economic and personal standpoint. Um, I want to be one of 25 guys that are celebrating on the mound. You know, you mentioned 25 guys. When you think about putting a World Series team together, let's go to 2050, okay? Yeah. Uh, which is about 30 years from now, all right? There, there are some players that are already around. Yep. There are some players that haven't been born yet. Right. And uh, they may be from uh, who knows what country the way this has become an international game. That's but right. that's how difficult it is to put together a World Series baseball team, plain and simple. You have so many different uh, individuals. You have so many different uh, uh, philosophies, okay? And you have to mold all that and put it together with 25 guys. And really, it's more than 25 because, uh, you know, there'll be there'll be some guys along the way that'll be so important to a baseball team for just a short period of time, but that will have a big impact. Yeah, and to your point, Mike, you know, we're, we're, um, we've done a lot of communication with our, with our club, but we've extended that rightfully to the 40-man roster and actually even a little bit beyond that. You know, just having conversations. Um, we were down, like I said, last week in Florida 
Florida, there was instructional camp going on. And so we, we spent some time with, um, you know, some of the 13 non-roster invitees that were in that camp. So, you know, and I told them, I said, listen, you know, let's talk about how this looks, how spring James is going to look, let's answer any questions you have. But, you know, heck, some of you might, who knows, one of you might break camp with us. You know, half of you might see us at some point, you know. So let's, let's figure out how we're how we going to get this to where you understand what we're expecting here. So that brings us to individuals. Right? So let's start with Reyes, okay? Right. <laughs> There's right, an yeah. unknown right there. Yeah, right. What's his situation and how is he going to fit into the picture? And he'll, he'll determine that if I'm he not will. mistaken. That's exactly right, Mike. He will. I spoke to Alex yesterday and, um, you know, just made sure that he understood that, listen, we know we have dates. We got the first day of pitchers and catchers. We got the first day of spring training games. We got the opening day, um, you know, in Milwaukee. I'm not, for him, wanting him to be overly concerned about those dates. The date I want for him is the date of health, you know, where he feels good and he can repeat what he's doing and he can bounce back from what he's doing and we can feel confident in what he's doing. And we'd love for that to be open today. Um, as far as what role it is, again, he'll tell us, you know. I mean, there's a, there's a, He's, the good news is he's got such great stuff he could do about anything. So, you know, we'll slot him in that's appropriate based on the team look and, and based on how he looks for not only at that moment but also, you know, moving forward. How about Wainwright? Talked to him the other day. Feels great. Looks great. Um, he's ready to go. Yeah, he's, he's one of those guys, too, that and we talked about it just a moment ago with John Rooney. Bulldog. Oh, competitor, gosh. you know, well, fighter. I, so you know that the way it went last year, it's not the way that he wants Cardinal fans to remember him. That's right. Yeah, Adams on a mission as always. Now, well, I, I saw in the paper, and I and I and I pay attention to some, but not all of it. I saw in the paper that you already have your five starters. <laughs> That'll change. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> you know, um, you know, that was someone else's. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was me, but you know, you're asking like who as of now. Yeah. You know, and that now changes, and um, you know, the great news is we've got. 10 or 11 guys that could compete for um, the reality also is we've got some guys that are established that have done it you know you're looking at obviously miles uh, michaelis and jack flaherty and you know michael walker was on his way to you know potentially being an all-star before he got sidelined with the oblique and of course carlos will be given that opportunity and, and um, you know wayno so i mean after that you've clearly got candidates but those five are pretty strong as well flaherty's developed a relationship mike shannon with bob gibson they've developed a little bit of a Friendship and have talked quite a bit. Well, if I were the picture, I'd be absolutely. I'd be right Why would you, you, right? But but do you see a little Gibson in Flaherty? Well, I don't like to compare people, though, you know. Sure. But uh, yeah, he's a bulldog, and he comes right after. What I was impressed by him, and Mike can uh, can uh, vouch to this or, or or the other way around, is that he liked to challenge people. Okay. Yeah. It's the Countdown to Opening Day show, presented by Amron, on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, Just about one hour KMOX. in the books, looking forward to a big second hour here on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Amron. Chris Raby with you. We'll be joined by Paul Goldschmidt, Dexter Fowler, and Matt Carpenter. Those could be the three, two, one hitters for the Cardinals this year at Bush Stadium. Hey, don't forget about the Cardinals' official calendar. The 2019 official calendar spotlights the signature artwork of the team photographers with a special salute to unbreakable Cardinals records. And it's on sale now at St. Louis Retailers or at 314-345-9000. We'll give one away right now to caller three. Just be the third caller at 314-531-1120, and you'll take home 
a Cardinals calendar. One hour in the books, one hour to come as we visit with more Cardinals from this weekend's Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up from downtown St. Louis. Chris Raby, Mike Claiborne with you. Ben Boyd, our executive producer. Mike Anderson and Zach Schmidt here as well tonight. And we're back after this on the Cardinals Radio Network. All right, back to the field. Bases loaded. The pitch for Yanni. Here it comes. This is the Countdown to Opening Day show presented by Amron. Swings and hits it deep. Get up, baby. Get up. Get up. It's a grand slam. Oh, a green slam home run for Yadier Molina. He touches them all. Now, Mike Claiborne and Chris Raby and the Countdown to Opening Day show presented by Amron on the Cardinals Radio Network. Welcome back to Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Amarin. Chris Raby with you on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. All right, uh, right now, don't forget, I want to tell you about the 2019 Cardinals official calendar. It spotlights the signature artwork of the team photographers with a special salute to unbreakable Cardinal records. And it's on sale now at St. Louis area retailers or at 314-345-9000. We'll give one away right now to caller 2 at 314-531-1120. One month from today, we have baseball in the Grapefruit League in Jupiter, Florida. We certainly are counting down to opening day, and it's going to be fun being with you every step of the way through spring training. Joining us right now to discuss the 2019 theme tickets that are on sale now is Megan Eberhardt, the manager of promotions and events for the Cardinals. Again, theme tickets on sale right now. Megan, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. I know that theme tickets have become such a staple for you guys. So many uh, great classic nights that people get fired up about. You're always adding new events. Uh, yeah. Tell us first about the popularity of these theme nights and, and how you've seen this grow over the last few seasons. Yeah. So since 10 a.m. this morning, we released over 40 of our theme tickets on sale at cardinals.com slash theme. As you mentioned, these have definitely grown over the years. We started with just a handful. And like I said, we're at 40 on sale today, but we will add to it throughout the year. It's so fun to see some of the uh, dates that have been so popular in the past. Over 40 of them are scheduled already. Fans can go to cardinals.com slash theme right now, cardinals.com slash theme as the tickets are on sale. Tell us about some of the most popular nights and some of the returning evenings that, that fans will be able to see at cardinals.com slash theme. Absolutely. Well, fans love a good pregame concert. So, of course, we will bring back Margaritaville, Elvis, and Grateful Dead, and a few other bands. And uh, fans love to cheer on other teams besides just the St. Louis Cardinals. So, of course, Bragging Rights will be back featuring Mizzou and Illinois and also St. Louis Blues and Slew. Yeah, the Grateful Dead night, the Margaritaville night, uh, they come with great gear, a hoodie pullover for the Grateful Dead night, some parrot head gear as well for Margaritaville that I know you'll touch on in just a minute. But especially those pregame concerts, I have to say some of these cover bands that come out, whether it be you know, Grateful Dead, Elvis Night, if it's the Beatles Night, some of them are pretty incredible. Oh, yeah. Fans definitely love the pregame concert. And like you said, the exclusive merchandise as well. For Margaritaville Night this year, we have taken our fan favorite all-over print button-down that was a gate giveaway, and now that will be the Margaritaville theme night item for 2019. That's perfect. How about uh, our fans of Star Wars and Game of Thrones? I know they come from all <laughs> over, and you guys are excited about those evenings. Oh, yes, for sure. So Game of Thrones will be a T-shirt, and Star Wars is another jersey. Fans told us last year that they absolutely loved the unique jersey, 
So we brought it back in a different fashion. I don't know right now. Soccer is a uh, hot topic in St. Louis. Of course, we have the U.S. women's national team coming. Uh, fans excited about Major League Soccer potentially coming to St. Louis. Soccer night's always a big evening for you, isn't it? It is. And this year is May 7th. And the item is a long sleeve soccer jersey. Tell us about some of the new evenings that you guys have coming up, Megan. And man, who comes up with some of these ideas? I'm impressed. It's a major team of us. It's actually the entire front office adds ideas. Are we here from fans what they want each year? But some new ones that we want to highlight for 2019, like I mentioned, the pregame concert. We are so excited to announce a boy band night in 2019. Think of like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and Boys to Men. We have an awesome cover band booked for that. And the item is a t-shirt. We also that t-shirt's incredible, by the way. I saw a picture of it. <laughs> it looks like a popular album cover. And we will be celebrating Earth Day at the ballpark. Also, we have an Easter brunch with Fred Bird. And new for 2019, we also have a Bikers at Bush. So all those Harley riders can come on down to the ballpark and get a unique T-shirt. And Megan, I know something that you guys are really proud of is that when it comes to the theme nights and, and the tickets, since it is an additional ticket that is required, you guys are able to do some really great things with some of the proceeds, right? Yes, with the majority of these, a portion of the ticket sales go back to different organizations throughout our community, such as Cancer Awareness Night and Transplant Awareness Night. So continue to check out the website, cardinals.com slash theme. Cardinals.com slash theme. You can check out the over 40 theme dates that are scheduled right now, including boy band night. I will not be performing, but maybe I could be convinced. And again, everything that's happening at Bush Stadium. Megan Eberhardt, thanks so much. Uh, again, cardinals.com slash theme. We'll see you at the ballpark before you know it. Thank you. Make your plans to head south this winter for sunny skies, warm beaches, and Cardinals baseball packages are available to fit everyone's schedule and budget. Make your reservations at cardinals.com slash vacations or call 1-800-892-7687. Back in a moment to wrap things up on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Back to the Countdown to Opening Day show with Mike Claiborne and Chris Raby on KMOX. Hey, 2019 theme tickets are on sale now and include returning favorites like Star Wars Night, Margaritaville Night, Grateful Dead Night, and many more. For details and a full list of dates, visit cardinals.com slash theme. Welcome back to the program. Had so much fun over the weekend at Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up downtown at the Hyatt Regency at the Arch, including our visit with Dexter Fowler. Well, it's always great to see Dexter Fowler, and it's great to see him at Winter Warm-Up. How are you, man? Man, I'm doing good. I can't complain at all. How'd the signing go? No, it what? was great. It was great. Uh, you know, uh, warm welcome, which was awesome, and uh, the people were great. This is uh, such a cool event. I know, you know Cubs doing the same thing at the Cubs convention, and Teams that have fan bases like this can generate a lot of good for for charity, and it's it's crazy. I think here in Chicago might be two of the the biggest celebrations of baseball for a fan base in January. Like this this is nuts, man. You know what's crazy is uh, everybody always laughs, but I never went to a Cubs one. <laughs> I never I never went. I never. This is my first Cardinals one, and I I didn't get to go to either of the uh, the two to two years I was there. I didn't go to either one of those. Yeah, one of your former teammates was making a lot of news because of some comments last night. That's what I heard. <laughs> I didn't even get to read it or anything. I, I've been yeah. everybody's been telling me about it, but I, it, I hadn't seen it. Isn't it great when the Cubs Cardinals rivalry is a heated rivalry, like on the field, off the? I mean, 
it's a rivalry, right? Yeah, it makes it fun. It makes it fun. Because uh, for a long time, both teams weren't really competing for postseason at the same time. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I get it. I get it. And uh, no, it's it's fun to compete like that. And uh, you know, it's always it always you know takes the blood pressure up a little bit. And 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 and, and with everybody out there, there, I think the fans and stuff they, they get in, into it as well. Tell us how the off season's been and just. From a physical standpoint, Dexter, uh, you know, coming back from that injury that just happened at a brutal time last year in terms of getting things going and then having to shut it down for a while, rehab. What's the process been like? How do you feel right now? No, it's, it's been humbling. It's been humbling. Uh, but, you know, it, it, you know, time heals all. And at the end of the day, it, it, it's fun getting out there and, uh, and getting back in the swing of things. I've been hitting and running. And, you know, I have no setbacks. And, you know, I'm, I'm good to go. Are you full goal right yeah, now? Yeah, 100%. 100%. So. so because you met with what some of the Adam or some of the medical guys during the winter meetings. When we were out in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Adam came out. A.O. came out and uh, I had gotten out of the boot and I was starting to run. And, you know, he, he came out, went to the UFC gym and and uh, he got to see my, a little bit of my training. And you're doing but, UFC. No, we went to I, I, I go over to UFC gym. They have a huge. Oh, I thought you meant you were like fighting. No, 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 no. I went over to the gym uh, and do, did some running. So he, he, he came over there, met me over there and then uh, came to the house and and, and and got to see my, my, my workout regimen. So. And got to see a little karaoke, right? With some of the Cardinal staff over there. That yeah, went a little yeah. viral, man. <laughs> yeah, we had a party. Uh, what was it? The next next night or two nights after that it was great it was great they, the whole front office came out and i think they enjoyed themselves i <laughs> uh, enjoyed uh some beverages and some singing i yeah, would love to sure. i would love to get the you know black market tape of some of those guys singing to use I'm on a pregame show I'm, I'm really good at karaoke I'm, I'm sure you are. Yeah, I know I'm, you're really competitive. <laughs> for sure, for sure. You know, I got to, I, I got to be the best at everything. I try to be. Dexter, I, I was talking with Alex Reyes earlier about dealing with injuries and, and setbacks and wanting to prove something to people, whether it's you wanting to prove something or any player that goes to a new team wanting to prove something. Alex wanted to prove something as he's dealt with missing seasons the last couple of years. When you have that desire, but you also at some point have to wait for your body to start cooperating how do you learn to be patient with the process? Oh, it yeah. learn to be patient. It's it's going to teach you to be patient. You know, I don't think that's uh, you know, it's like I said, it's a humbling experience, and you know, it, it, it takes some growth. But I, I don't think there's anybody harder on themselves than me. You know, I you know everybody always you know they're they're always like hey you know this and that. I'm the hardest on myself. So to not be able to be out there and to not be able to be with the guys in the trenches, it sucks. It sucks. But, uh, you know, I feel Alex's pain. I mean, he's it, – it's, it's always worse when it's happened consecutively. But, uh, you know, you, you, you cherish the moments when you're out there when, when you get back. What do you like about this ball club right now? And in an off season where a lot of the talk has been about things that aren't happening or players that don't have jobs yet, this has been a pretty active club. How do you – uh, or what do you make of some of the moves that have been made and what you guys have right now? No, I'm excited. I'm excited. We got a uh, we got we got some good guys, some good clubhouse guys, some some good uh, you know exceptional talents on the field, and uh, and and I'm excited to be to to uh, play next to them and what, with them. What was it like to face Andrew Miller when he was in that zone in that World Series? Um, it was. I mean, you know, it's Andrew Miller. You know, he, he gets out there. He, guy has a presence on the mound, and. Uh, 
you know, it, it was a battle each and every time we went to the plate. I think I had like a 15 pitch at bat or something crazy like that in, in, in Chicago. I, I remember it. You know, and he he's a competitor. He kept coming right at me. So, and Dexter Fowler with us for one more minute at uh, Cardinals Care Winter Warm Up. Um, with having to be off your feet, be off the foot, I know you've grinded through a lot of stuff the last couple of years, played a lot of games in that run with the Cubs. How would you describe where kind of your whole body is right now compared to the last couple of years, Dexter? Maybe not by your own choice uh, because of the, the broken foot, but as you look towards next month, how would you just describe how you are physically? I feel like I'm my rookie year. Like my, I feel like I'm 22 again. You know, I, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm running, I'm, I'm hitting, and I feel great. I feel great. There's no, really no aches and pains anymore, and, uh, you know, that's refreshing. Dexter Fowler, I know how competitive you are, but you ever let your little daughter think she beat you or did better than you in karaoke? You, you, let, you let her beat you to the car or you know what? I, race I, through the house? She, or? Hey, she's super competitive too, So, which is uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So the whole house, we're all against each other you know, at, at the karaoke, but we're, we're all pretty good. Hey, she, she's probably the best, though. Bueno, My wife's sneaky good, though. Oh, really? Yeah. What's yeah. her, what's her Celine song? Dion. What? She's oh. Celine Dion. She's Celine Dion. Yeah, she kills it. She kills it. So. And your go-to? Oh, uh, I have a few. I have a few. I can't throw it. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw one out there. Uh, give me a couple. Um, I can do Bruno Mars. I have a large spectrum. I I got old school R&B. I can do some Luther. I can do some um, whatever you name it. I can do some country. Whatever. Hey, speaking of competitiveness. Uh, we had Flaherty on and asked him. Uh, I heard. Uh, you know, I you heard, heard about that. this. I heard about All right. That. Well, I, give me I, your I, rebuttal. I actually hit. I actually hit him on uh, on Instagram. I was like, "Wow." I asked the really? question. It was a good question. Yeah. So what? Give me your rebuttal. Right, this this right. is players. I want you know. I actually want to players read because we were go, yeah we were going back and forth. I said, "Let me actually let me pull up the." Uh, yeah, pull it up. Because the question was, question I asked was, you guys are. Playing I'm gonna pull it up. anything so, non-baseball. So I don't, I, I don't, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Jack Flaherty. Right here. Here we go. <laughs> the question was non-baseball position players, what, pitchers. I said, what, I said, what pitcher, I said, what pitchers can hoop? And I said, <laughs> he put what, what position players can hoop? And I said, it'll be me, Jed, Paulie D, Drew Robinson, and I'll take Colton. And he said, it's him, Gant, Miles, Mayer, and Ponce. And I said, and he goes, he'll, he said he, he got Wayno for the size. I was like, man. And we went back and forth, back and forth. But I, I think we got him. We got him, for sure. <laughs> I don't even think they can hoop. Like, like show them. Don't talk. I want to see. I want to see him hoop. I want to see a jumper. I want to see something. Jerko was all Jerk state. Right, I could have gone, gone to college and played. Like this is like this is not a. Pauly D. Pauly D. said that was his best sport. Like they like, and this, this he's in the big leagues. This is a, Flaherty can hoop or just loves the NBA and thinks he can hoop. I think that's what it is. I don't. I've never seen the dude. I mean, he's an athlete. He's an athlete, but I, I don't. I don't know if he can really hoop. He says he can. You know, he's from he's from LA. He's from LA, so he he. I'm sure he's been out there and played a lot, but I don't know how good he is. And your last pick would be, or, or if if you had if you could get if my you could swap you know my and give the position give the pitchers one position player that you didn't want anywhere near your team. I was about to say my last pick would be a pitcher. <laughs> 
Well said. I might I might pick Flaherty last. <laughs> Dexter Fowler, great to see you, man. Uh, I know fans excited about you know, it's going to be not just a great rest of the weekend, but a great year. We'll see you in Florida in a month, man. No, I'm excited about it. We'll see you guys. The Cardinals Kids Club, presented by Rawlings, is the fan club for kids 13 and under. Membership includes exclusive Cardinals items, two tickets to a 2019 Cardinals home game, an invite to a members-only party at Bush Stadium, and much more. Visit cardinals.com slash kidsclub to join. When we come back, Matt Carpenter joins us. It's Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Ameren. Back after this on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. This is the Countdown to Opening Day show, presented by Ameren, on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Welcome back to Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Ameren. Matt Carpenter at Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up from the weekend. Matt, it's great to have you. You know, one of the things from last night that I really liked from the writer's dinner was when I was interviewing Mike Schilt, and he said, Matt Carpenter is a really good third baseman, better than some people think. This is why people like this manager. He thinks ahead, and it's terrific to have you here, and it's terrific to see you in that position, actually. And Mike Schilt propping you up last night in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, well, first off, Tom, thanks for having me. And I really appreciated what Mike says. And um, it's nice to know that you've got the, the backing of the manager. But, um, I, you know, I, I also um, kind of I believe that. Um, and I kind of stand my ground on, on, on that same idea. And I, I think as a baseball player and really as an athlete in general, you should always kind of go into a season with that kind of confidence and knowing that um, you can be um, you know good at whatever whatever you do and, and that's kind of my mindset at third is you know sometimes or at least from what I've been told you know I've gotten um, maybe labeled as a third baseman who's you know below league average or whatever however you ever want to look at it but um, you know I'm very very I, I've got a chip on my shoulder this year to prove a lot of people wrong and and I, and I know that our staff is, is looking forward to it and they think that I've got the ability to do it and, and I'm looking forward to doing it isn't that how you got into the big leagues in the first place was you had that little chip on your shoulder that you can be the best ball player that you can be I perform at my best when I'm overlooked that's just kind of been kind of my whole career I mean you look at you know where I've come from and where I started I mean in a lot of ways I, I really shouldn't even be here I mean you know I was a fifth year senior who signed for a thousand dollars you know went to the lower level of the minor leagues to start a career and really to just more more than anything just fill a roster spot and um, have just really kind of t you know taken that same mindset that kind of overlooked um, underdog mentality throughout my entire career and and you know that's kind of been the thing that's driven me to this point how did you do that how did you get yourself into a position to be a professional it's different I mean you're playing in college to playing on the professional level as low as the professional level is it's different isn't it it is it is and you know I really uh, it's 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 a full um, you know I, a lot of people don't understand the sacrifices that you have to make to to be good um, at this game and to be to play at a level um, professionally to make it to the big leagues not not just to make it to the big leagues but to stick and to stick on an organization like the St. Louis Cardinals and to be here long enough to to see to have a career um, it takes a lot of it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of sacrifice and um, you know some some people get that some people don't um, you know there, it's, there's a lot of you know everyone just kind of sees the end result and you don't understand there's a lot of 
heartache and a lot of tears, a lot of um, you know, a lot of tough times that you you go through to get to this point. And you know, I, I can attest to that. It's something that I've lived. And uh, for me, it's, it's the mindset that I've always kind of just kind of lived with as a baseball player uh, since the time I got drafted was um, that you know this is something that I that I really wanted and that I've uh, you know really obsessed over and and, and, and worked diligently to to, uh, to achieve but also man I, I was very free mentally knowing that like if, if this didn't work out you know I had a fallback plan I graduated from college I was a fifth year senior I, I just kind of had the mentality that you know, I'm playing with house money anyway. You know, you know I, I'm not really supposed to be here. I, it was kind of a stroke of luck that I'm even here. And so let's just make the most of it. Whatever happens, happens. And I've kind of taken that same thought throughout my whole career. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 